Sweetie Bird herself, Tessa Netting, is in the studio, and we're here to talk about Tiny Toons Luniversity, which is now streaming on HBO Max, actually now Max, and on Cartoon Network. So, of course, you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadets? <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Woo! Yeah! I'm hyped to be here. I love how you were flapping. <laughs> Hello and welcome to, of course, you realize this means podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves. And with me today is an honor and pleasure to bring to you the voice of Sweetie Bird, as well as a personality in her own right across all social media platforms, Tessa Netting. Hi, Tessa. How are you? Hello! I am just wonderfully tickled this glorious Eve. I don't know what why that just came out of my mouth, but we're just going to go with it. You know? We'll go with it. <laughs> it is an honor to have you. This is a groundbreaking reboot because Tiny Toons is near and dear to my heart. And it is on its 33rd year of existing. Ugh. And the anniversary has poured so much love back into the fandom and a lot of people are now reinvigorated by these characters and they're interested to see what's going on with them. Can you talk a little bit about growing up with the original adventure series? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, you know, Tiny Toons is celebrating its 33rd year and so am I as a human. So <laughs> I... <laughs> it was my 33rd birthday recently. So I just feel that it just makes me even more connected to Tiny Toons than I already was. We just had this cosmic connection. But yes, I grew up with Tiny Toons and I loved watching it. Saturday morning cartoons, baby. Back-to-back -back yeah. Animaniacs and Tiny Toons. It was my jam. So uh, I remember watching it with my sister and very fond memories of specifically hearing like the theme song playing because we would have like Saturday morning cartoons like on in the background when we were like doing other things and playing and yeah. setting up like, you know, <laughs> intense storylines for our dolls as <laughs> as many <laughs> children do. I just remember like specifically these storylines. and So cartoons would be in the background, but whenever the Tiny Toons theme song would like turn on or start playing, my sister and I would just like stop whatever we were doing and just like run around our living room and just kind of like dance to it because we just loved it so much. And another reason why I just really loved Tiny Toons was just all the songs and the singing and yeah. all of like that sort of like element to it. They did a full MTV episode. Yes. Like it was all about music. We're here at Tiny Toon Music TV Wallow Phones to find out which music videos you want to see. With our worldwide satellite hookup, we can answer thousands of call-in requests at a time. Ring those phones, Toonsters. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so 
when there were whenever there was like music involved in our show whenever we got to sing something or especially when we got to record the theme song that was just like so 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 special to me and those were like my favorite days of recording um because uh i just i love it it just brought me right back to you know watching it as a kid so it was very nostalgic very full circle very mind-blowing to me yeah, that 90s show was in the the renaissance of animation, especially for Warner Brothers. You had Animaniacs. You had uh, Tiny Toons, shows like Hysteria, Batman the Animated Series, Freakazoid, like all of these wonderful shows that Spielberg really ushered in after the success of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the Tiny Toon and the Looney Tunes had such a big presence in that, that it kind of just gave way to the floodgates being open for Warner Brothers to just green light all of these projects so yeah tiny tunes definitely rose to the top because it was so unique having these younger characters that were not like it wasn't baby bugs bunny or like a kid version of bugs bunny it was a new character in buster and babs and they were making their way in school to learn to become a tiny tune or a looney tune if you will and that is continually happening in this new series. What do you think? We have a show on our hands? Gotta know, cause I gotta get ahead of these props. Some are going to be custom, some will be ready made. Just getting ahead of it. Oh yeah! You get to perform the continuation of that, which is so cool. Yes. And yes. you're voicing one of my favorite characters, Sweetie Bird. Ready the evil dragon and rescue Lady Babs. That's it! I've had it! Rabbit day this, bunny day that. She has this rock star personality, and I feel like you exude that as well. So it was perfect casting. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like for you to audition for this role and what was your reaction when you got it? Ooh. Okay, so before I answer that question, I have to fill you okay. in on a little secret because when you were like talking about Tiny Toons and Looney Tunes and all that, I, I realized recently that I watched Tiny Tunes before I even watched Looney Tunes. So to oh, me... It, right? I like, I realized this because I was like, wait a second. Like, I remember like Tiny Toons is like one of my first memories of like watching like, you know, cartoons in the morning. And then I'm like, but I, I must have known who Bugs Bunny was. But it's like, I think I learned who Bugs Bunny was through watching Tiny Toons. And then I was like, wow. wait a second. So then I was like really trying to think and like go back. And I was like, wait, when did Space Jam come out? What are these things? Like, I was trying to piece together this timeline. And I'm like, I seriously think that I watched Tiny Toons first and I'm like whoa that's so crazy and it's also crazy to me to think that some kids might be watching our version of Tiny Toons and that might be their first introduction to like the Looniverse yeah. to Looney Tunes oh wow that's wild so it's just so cool that is really cool so, so I just had to, I had to mention that really quick. no I'm glad you did a lot of people don't have that like perspective on it. So I, so here's a question for you off the cuff. When you saw Buster and Babs like going to school, did you want them to become Looney Tunes and star in their own shorts? I, I think I did. I think it was one of those things where I just, 
I mean, I just wanted to be there with them wherever they went. Like if they ended up like <laughs> being school dropouts and just doing their own thing and not like becoming a Looney Tune, I would have been on board. Like I, I would have been with them like in whatever direction they wanted to go. <laughs> That's really fun. But yeah, I had like such a connection to the Tiny Tunes even more than the Looney Tunes, really. So I just had to bring that out of the way. Um, but going to your other question, when I found out in my audition process, uh, so I just auditioned for uh, this show. It was just another um, audition from my agents. And it was something where I submitted for Sweetie and I, you know, didn't hear back for a very long time. And They're I'm notorious just like, okay. for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you just get used to it. You have to like, you have to send things off and then you got to forget about it. Because otherwise you'll go crazy. You will. If you just keep thinking about like, oh, this one, this one. This. You can't do it. You can't. It's not fun anymore. So and I need to keep it fun in order to still enjoy it. So I'm like, you know what? Do my best. Did my thing. We'll see. But I do remember we did have to um, sing the theme song in our audition. And yeah, like in character, like they had us do the sides. And then at the end, they had us sing the theme song. And um, yeah. And again, that like made me so hype. It brought me right back. And I'm like, even if I don't get this, that was so fun. I got to sing the theme song. Like, oh, I loved it. Um, Which theme and song? Was it the original 90s theme song? Or it was, was it the original your, 90s one. one. We're tiny. We're toony. We're all a little loony. And in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think they had written the new one yet. Uh, I, okay. I mean, I don't know, maybe, but they—that was what they had us audition with, just the original. Um, cool. The yeah, Tiny Two's Adventure theme song, and so then uh, didn't hear back for a while, and then I just got a call from my agent saying that I booked it, and I was so shocked. <laughs> Because, like, there wasn't any callback. There wasn't any sort of, like... Because sometimes, especially with the role that's this big, like, there's many callbacks, there's many stages. And also, like, you know, it was... It was kind of out of nowhere, and I was just so hyped because it was during pandemic time, so it was, you know, it was was a grim (laughs) grim time. (laughs) Yeah, it was stressful. Yeah. We were all yeah. Like locked up, locked in our like little apartments and trying to figure things out. Yes. What an incredible email or call. Was it an email or or how did uh, they contact you? I got you? a call. My agent, uh, Kathy, called me and she was like, honey, I have some exciting news. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? What? what what's going on? <laughs> like, I'm, She's like, it was Tiny Tunes. You booked Tiny Tunes. I was like, what? Sweetie? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I just like... I freaked out because I remember wow. also like with the original audition, um, seeing like they gave us this art for um, like the characters, sort of what they were. It wasn't the final art, but just like to see like Sweetie's new vibe. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times when I'm auditioning, if they give us artwork, oh, that's my favorite because I really like I don't like to really dive into the description too much because sometimes that gets me into my head because I'll be like reading every word and being like I have to be this and this and this and this with my voice (laughs) um so for me like the artwork can really help and just this artwork that I saw of Sweetie's character she had this like like leather jacket on and she was so cool and I just like 
fell in love with her so like just immediately um and then Aaron and Nate later told me that um I was actually the first person that they cast so um, so I'm like that's cool that's awesome so I was the first one I don't know about Big Daddy Spielberg I have no idea what his process was or like (laughs) how he was involved but like he he is approving things so I'm guessing that he also approved uh but yeah, it was, it was very exciting and very fun. And so Nate Cash and Aaron Gibson, those are the showrunners of this series. And yeah. uh, Gibson or Aaron Gibson wrote a lot of these episodes and the writing in this is so unique and it really does expand the characters in ways that we've never thought about before or seen. I love how Sweetie is right there by Bab's side, especially as she just joins the school and they're paired up as roommates and Babs is really unsure about not being with Buster, but Tessa or, but <laughs> see, I don't know where, I don't know where Sweetie or Tessa begins and ends. Uh, but Sweetie definitely like pulls her in and says like, you know, we're going to figure this out together. And it's through that friendship. You really get a sense of who Sweetie is. How, how much, how much voice acting have you done before? Like prior to this? So I, I've been like doing little things here and there. Like I, when I first moved out to LA over 10 years ago now, but like just around 10 years, um, I, uh, I, I got a voiceover agent and, um, CESD and I've been with them ever since. And actually Pat Brady, who was one of my voiceover agents there, she found me originally like from the internet and was like, yeah, she. I did this Harry Potter Book of Mormon parody, and it blew up on the internet. And she was a huge Harry Potter fan as well as I am a huge Harry Potter fan. Hello. Hi. My name is. Bloody hell. Wrong language, please. Sorry. Of course, my scar is real. Please turn to page. Excuse me. Three hundred and ninety-four. Are these my kids? This book gives you a secret too. A wizard's life. And which? A wizard's name. life. My name is Super Sally freaking Potter. Let us sing. We'll show you Michael's how it can be done. And she found it and she's like, this is brilliant. This is incredible. If you're ever in LA, give me a call. And so I was like, well, actually, I am coming to LA. So I am going to give you a call. Um, And when I met with her, she uh, asked me, she's like, have you ever thought about voice acting? And I really had never thought about it up to that point. But it's like, I had really like before even coming to LA, I'd never even thought about LA at all up to that point. So I kind of just like oh. followed where my career made sense and where like I was like, okay, I'm ready to try something new or this makes sense for me. Or like, I see an opportunity here. Let's just try this. And um, and so when I signed with CESD, I also signed with the voiceover department because she's like, okay, just come on in and give us 10 voices and let's see how you do. And I went in the booth and I just, I loved it. I loved it immediately. So um, she's like, your voice, it fits in. Like, we think that we could find a place for you. Just know that this is hard. Like, it's it takes a long time. It's a hard thing, but just keep, keep on at it. And that's basically, like, for the past 10 years, what I've been doing. I've been doing little things here and there. I did, like, some loop groups. I did um, a bunch of audiobooks, um, like, during the pandemic time. And I yeah. think that really helped me like, you know, sort of prep for Sweetie because I was just really involved in like the storytelling of characters and it just made me really, really love voiceover even more. Um, but yeah, there's just like little things, but 
Tiny Toons is my first cartoon that I've ever done. So for this to be like the first cartoon is super meta because it's like Sweetie is learning how to become a cartoon from these iconic cartoons. And I am like basically (laughs) learning how to be a cartoon from these iconic voice actors. So it's like, it's unreal. It's a real weird, amazing turn of events. And I am just so honored to be a part of a show like this. And I'm just literally every second, I'm just like, pinch me. This is unreal. This is so fun. I'm having a blast. I love love it. it. So so that's why I asked that question, because you, you have this career that is spawning stage and YouTube and all kinds of different performances, obviously a TV show and now voice acting. And I'm wondering which of those has affected your voice acting career the most, would you say? Ooh. I mean, I think that all have contributed to it in some way, mm-hmm. but I really think that especially with like doing a cartoon like this, that theater background, baby, <laughs> that that helped me in ways that I just didn't even know would even come into play here. But like the singing, like I was I was on Broadway for two and a half years. Um, I was in a sh- I did over a thousand performances of Billy Elliot the musical. So it's like amazing. I was. Woo, I was in it. I I was I was I was in it full throttle. And so that like theater training, that singing background really helped me here because I was very confident and comfortable like with my voice with singing. And so at least I I think just like being able to hear pitches of things, it helps me like to find um like just different characters. Um and also it just there's something about theater and this is more like your body versus your voice but when you're acting on stage you have to exaggerate just every part of your body in order to be seen by like you know the person sitting in the back row and when you're doing a cartoon that's this big and you have to bring it to 10 every single time it's really doing the same thing with your voice like you have to have that stamina and you have to be able to take it there and really um because those are the takes they're going to want. They're going to want the crazy ones. Uh, I also think improv like is really, really helpful with this kind of acting as well, because it just takes you out of your head a little bit. Um, So I think that like improv acting and uh, musical theater that, that helps me the most. Very helpful. Everything. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the perfect lead way because I'm wondering where Tessa netting, ends and sweetie bird begins because i feel like there's a lot of overlap in that energy in that like rock star personality that you bring and i love it i I think it fits the character really well is there anything about the traits that the character exudes that you see yourself relating to while you're voicing it oh yeah i mean sweetie bird is like an exaggerated version of me like for sure there's so much of me in sweetie uh just like you know she's small she's loud she's intense she's passionate and she loves her friends more than anything and i feel like that that really is just like my entire being and my entire soul um Sometimes she can be a lot, 
and I get it. And so can I, sometimes I can be a lot. And uh, again, I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea, but for those who are like willing to accept sweetie, embrace sweetie, like they are shown the best parts of her. And I feel like that's the same with me and the same with, um, you know, the different types of people that I love. And just like all of like the tiny tunes, it's weird because a lot of um, the voice actors that play like these roles, there's, there's big parts of them in their characters. Like I can really see see them. So it's it's wild that, that it worked out like that. Totally. I definitely see Ashley in Babs and David in Plucky and Hampton. We, we talked about how their psyches also filter into their characters and you're no different. When um, we recorded the theme song because that was my favorite, oh. favorite day of recording. Thank you. That was um, actually something that bopped around in my head. But yes, go ahead. yes because this that was like I remember this day so vividly in my brain because I was like okay Tessa you can't mess this up this is what they're gonna be playing every single time but when I like got in there and like you know hearing the music hearing the parts like hearing the voice parts oh my gosh I was in heaven and also that was one of the days where um we like we got to see each other briefly because this is another thing like because of the pandemic, we didn't really get to like see each other or record together, which some shows get to do, right. which is like a bummer because I freaking love these guys. <laughs> um, but also like you've heard, you've talked to some of us now. Do you think we would get any work done? Maybe they did so. this all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there might Maybe be a they method to that madness. <laughs> Right? Maybe they're just like, maybe we should keep them separate. Like, maybe this is like more productive. But um, even though we weren't able to record together, a lot of times we could hear like the different parts or they would like layer like the voices and do things like, and uh, sometimes my, especially if your session was like towards the end and sometimes mine was towards the end. And I was like, yeah, now I get to hear everybody. And uh, so I always loved when my session was like towards the end. Also, we would like write little notes to each other in the sign-in sheet. We'd be like, hello. So, yeah, I know. We're, we're disgusting. We're disgusting. We love each other. We all love the Lubru for different reasons, but I'm here for the sophisticated drinks. So that was like one of those things, getting to hear everyone's voice like be put in because like originally you're just like you hear a track, but none of the voices are in. So you like, right. you're like, this sounds amazing. But then when you when you add those like layers, especially with like, you know, it, it's like, it's you're like, oh, this is a cartoon. Oh, we're doing a cartoon. Uh, that's what it really hit me. That I was like, whoa, like we, I'm on Tiny Toons, man. This is so cool. Like that was, that was one of those moments where I'm like, I just had the coolest day of my entire life. So I'll, I'll remember it forever. That's amazing. And so does everyone sing the entire song or are there specific pieces that everyone has a part to play in? There's parts like and if you okay. listen, um, you know, like I think at the beginning, it's just uh, Babs and Buster. And then there's like uh, like and Sweetie's a tough bird. Like they'll sing that and then I'll sing another. Part. There are definitely parts. Um, okay. And then they did like some harmonies and some stacked stuff as well towards the end. We're tiny. We're tuny. We're learning to be loony. And we'll be famous soon at the college of our dreams. We got our Fulfilling our ambitions with a faculty esteemed At the university we'll earn our two degree The teaching staff's been getting less since 1933 
take me out of state. Great Lizards grab her books and go classes about to start. They're furries, they're funny, we're bats and buster bunny. Their comedy is funny and a friendship guaranteed. Hampton is worried and Sweetie's a tough birdie. And if you're lucky, plucky is the perfect enemy. So here's where the greatest tunes all got their humble start. when they're like the big drum line comes in. So yeah, there's, it's not all like, if you want to listen closer, there are little layers and different people like singing here and there and harmonies and things. So it's, oh, but it sounded so good, like at the end. And I'm so, so happy that they chose like the longer version of the theme song. Cause I was like, keep it long, keep it long. <laughs> because that was like one of the reasons I loved like those old school theme songs. They don't do that anymore. And yeah. I'm like, bring those back. That was, that was my cue when I was a kid to like run in. If, if the, so if the theme song's over, I'm running in and then it's done. And then I can't run around and enjoy it. So I'm glad that they did the longer version. Cause I was like, this is like giving me nostalgic feels and I love it. And uh, there are, there's a credit for at least some of the cast. I, I know that there's going to be a soundtrack that's released. So the songs are going to be put into a compilation. And I guarantee you, you're going to be on that. Right? And also those other great songs that we did. Yeah. The, the 80s song that we did at the end of the first episode. Then, oh, I love all the little, every little song bit that we did was so fun for me. So I was like, more songs. <laughs> I'm always the one that's like, do more songs, do themed episodes, please. <laughs> so that's, that's all I want. Is there anywhere that you can take the character that you, you haven't seen yet? Yeah. I mean, you can sort of, there's, there's definitely some inklings of it. And I think that it can go even further, but like Sweetie has this really tough exterior and you know, when she yeah. gets pushed or when she, she just wants to explode and like has all these emotions, all these feelings, doesn't even know how to contain them sometimes. Um, but deep down, there's just like such a warm, squishy inside of just so much love and so much like warmth and so much uh, just like passion there. And that's why I love yeah. her so, so, so much. And that's when like those episodes where she shows that where she can be more vulnerable are like my favorite. And especially like with Babs, like I, you've seen like their friendship, but I think that there's so much more that can be done with the two of them because I feel like they're, they're just starting. It's like when you have that new friendship with someone, it's like, it, it's exciting, but, and, and they've, you've already seen them sort of like clash a little bit, but there's just so much further that, that it can go. I can just like, uh, I could just see the different scenarios and then say, with just her personality like with the other boys as well like it's it's cool to sort yeah. of see that how she bounces off with like Buster and with Plucky and Hampton like they they all have their individual friendships which is I think so cool about Luniversity versus just the original Tiny Toons adventures is that in this show like because we're given more time in the episode we have more time 
to like dive into these characters and their specific really not just like their group relationship because that was like the original right. you could feel like the friendship the camaraderie but here you can yeah. really dive deeper into those like personal relationships that you have with friends and I think those are really special relationships so I would want to see just like more of that more of the ones that make me like go on smile and make me feel like just happy and warm inside those are always my favorite stories Absolutely. I'm thinking of extra, extra, so extra where Sweetie is trying to help Babs with the newspaper and go against Plucky. And just that fun little rivalry that they created is really just entertaining to watch. Sweetie, bring back the paper or we bring the chaos. Or we could go talk to the budget office. Start small. I like it. But having that be a part of this show is really special. So Candy Milo originated the voice of Sweetie Pie in Tiny Toon Adventures, and she has nothing but praise to say about your performance. Have you had a chance to meet her, and what was that interaction like? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have nothing but praise to say about Candy because I am so obsessed with her. I literally just want to be her when I'm older. Just every like I, she is my dream. Just everything about her. She's the best. I love her so much. And she is so talented. It's insane. It is. She is one of those like iconic voice actors that just keeps like hit after hit after hit after it's like you think that she's done everything oh no here's something else she pulls this out she pulls it it's like it's incredible and I did get to meet her in person and speak to her and talk to her and she was the nicest warmest most welcoming and just best person like seriously that's and that meant so much to me because I was I was so nervous like so nervous to like to step into these shoes because you know sweetie means a lot to her and sweetie means a lot to me and I think when that happens it's like I don't want to mess it up I don't want to like you know I I because I like her character meant a lot to me so it's like we 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 see that and we both understand that and so I think like her welcoming me in is only gonna like make I'm like I'm gonna remember that forever like I'm gonna remember that and if I ever get to welcome someone else in for who knows for any reason I'm just gonna remember like remember what she did for me and how kind and amazing she is and it's so cool that she is playing like Dean Granny and Witch Hazel like on our show (laughs) as well so it's like so whenever uh Sweetie gets to have like an interaction with like the Dean I'm just like "Ah." this is the best. This is like sweetie and sweetie, like <laughs> back together again. Um, so it's just so special and everything about her is incredible. And she is my bird hero. I just, I hope that I can do her proud, <laughs> do this character proud that we both love so much. Absolutely. Bird hero needs to be, uh, um, like crocheted onto something or, or made a patch onto a, a bag or something like that um, with, with Sweetie on it. One, hold on. I have to tell you this one thing before I have to, I, cause I have to say this cause it reminded me of something. Yeah, so in, in um, Lunaversity, Sweetie has this neon sign. As you can tell, I love neon signs. She has this neon sign above her bed that says funny vibes. And it is my favorite thing it is so like when I first saw that I died and I was like I'm getting this made I'm gonna make this custom made and I'm gonna put this like in my office or in my room or somewhere I need this sign because it is just so hilariously perfect and there's also like t-shirts and different things that I see and I'm like I need this to exist in real life this is like it's so 
clever and funny. I just like just the 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 attention to detail that these artists have done is just it's so good so funny totally i also love when babs redecorates the room and gets rid of all of sweetie's nesting stuff because she's a bird uh, and she's replaced it with like bird vibes and like this pillow that says laugh love yes. and eat worms ah, what in the flying feathers happened to my bed oh those random sticks leaves and feathers yes my nest i thought you'd be more comfy on this nest themed bed set Do you have that? Have you made that yet? <laughs> I want this. That's what I'm saying. I need all of these things. I need the sign. I need the pillow. <laughs> I need the shirt. I need everything to exist in real life because it's so funny. That's yes. hilarious. It's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, and that that episode specifically, I remember watching that with my parents and everyone was just thought it was so funny because I'm kind of messy myself and my husband thought this was so funny. And I was like, okay, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I could be messy sometimes, but see, like, sweetie needs this and I need it to be messy sometimes too. We can compromise. It was so funny. Yeah, it's all about touch feel. Like, you, you have to, like, know what exactly. you're going to wear based on touch. Right? I My system works for me. Yeah. I know where everything is. <laughs> Love it. Um, so have you gone back to the original Bob Clampett shorts where Tweety is a naked bird, also pink, and he, he definitely yelled a lot because I'm wondering if that was the inspiration for the character design of Sweetie in Tiny Toon Adventures and then now given feathers and, you know, made into a broader character with Sweetie Bird. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> That that could definitely be. I have no idea how the inner workings of these brilliant minds like that create this character work. I wish. I wish I was like, here you go, Tessa. Here's a complete timeline of everything. I'd be like, ah, oh, look out. I'll put on my glasses and study up. I would have loved it. I, I want to know. It's like, how do I figure this out? Is there some vault I need to like break into at Warner Brothers? I don't know. Maybe it's in the tower. It's always <laughs> they say in the it's a water tower. Yeah. And it's just it's just a vault. We just need to get in there. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Let's break into the water tower tonight. <laughs> I know. They're like it's Tessa again. I have like a wanted poster up. They're like, do not let this woman in. That's like I must know the secrets of the bird. I must know all the secrets. The abrasiveness like, no. is the same, definitely. Uh between <laughs> Sweetie and Tweety. So, you know. <laughs> I I can see it. I can it's see it. Hey. Nothing is a coincidence. <laughs> Never know. So Tessa, you're very much a geek and like into geek culture and definitely Harry Potter, as you have mentioned. So here's the fun question. What Hogwarts house would Sweetie fit into if you were to do the Pottermore test? Oh, oh, I love this question. Okay. Um, this is difficult because I like there's so many layers to Sweetie's personality that I was like, is it the obvious one? But I think it is the obvious one. I think she definitely is a Gryffindor, um, okay. just in every sense of the word. She has that loyalty to her friends, but I don't see, like, the hardworking Hufflepuff, like, kind, like... Hufflepuff is the only other one that I was like, maybe. Ravenclaw, yeah. nah. And um, Slytherin, nah. Um, but, like... 
Hufflepuff and Gryffindor are the two that I'm like, mm, but just her, like, the fierceness, her boldness, like, her bravery. I, I think she's, I think she's a Gryffindor. I think, I think that's a, that's a Gryffindor right there if I've ever seen one. That's so, a good bet. That's what I would say. And you, Tessa, yeah. what is your Hogwarts house? I am a Ravenclaw, so okay. that that is that is my Hogwarts house. I, I'm a Ravenclaw through and through. The most Ravenclaw person that you can meet. Like my favorite thing is just to like dive deep and upset. Like I find these hyperfixations, and then I just want to know every single thing about. This is why I'm breaking into the water tower. It's like <laughs> I want to know everything, um, and just like. But I don't want to be like the best because like being the best at a thing, that's a that's a Slytherin. It's you know, it's like I don't need to be the best voiceover person. I don't need to like win the awards like give give that to the boys. OK, it's like, you know, they they want to win their awards and do their thing. And, and I'll be cheering. I'll be cheering for them. Like, but I just want to have like as many experiences in life as I can. I want to experience everything and I want to learn everything. And I wish that I had more time in the day to just like read and watch movies and like, you know, talk about all the things I love. There's just, there's not enough time to consume and everything. And that is like the bane of my existence. There, honestly, there's too much out there. Like somebody needs to put a plug on everything and just stop the world so we can catch up to it. I know. This is why I need a time turner. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, so I am a Hufflepuff, uh, just to put that out there. Every test I've ever taken, I'm a Hufflepuff. Uh, I'm dedicated. I'm also like, you know, I love food. I'm a foodie. And I just love good yeah. vibes. So there you go. Ugh. I, I also have to put out a fun fact for the WB100. They put the Looney Tunes into Hogwarts houses. And Tweety... Do you want to guess what Tweety got? Oh. Oh. Huh. I, well, see, do you, hold on. Do we think, though, do we think, though, that they were actually putting them into houses that would match their personalities? Or are they just, like, doing it for aesthetic-wise? Because sometimes (laughs) I feel like they just, like, when they put these into the characters, I'm like, is this real? Are you doing this? Or is this, like, fit the obvious, like, hero, villain, like, you, you know? So it's... I don't know if I trust it. Tell me what it is, and I'll tell you if that's what I would have done. I think you're onto something because my wife is very against this. She loves Tweety, and she's like, <laughs> when she saw that Tweety was a Slytherin, she was like, mm, no. <laughs> no! See, this is what I was worried about. This is what I was like, no, I think that this is just an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Like, I, I bet that they did it wrong. No offense. <laughs> no offense <laughs> But you're wrong. No, you're not. I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? I don't know they're choosing. Again, I need to know these things. I know nothing. (laughs) I wish I knew more. (laughs) So Tweety is mischievous, uh, but he's also on the hero side and he's a survivalist. Uh, So that's kind of where I, I don't know if he would exactly fit into Slytherin. I think he definitely exudes more Gryffindor. Yes, because Gryffindor and Slytherin is very close. Yeah. Like it's it's very very close. So I feel I would have said Gryffindor if I would have said something. Okay. So that's where my bet would be. But like, okay. All right, Slytherin. <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> well, there we go. Um we need to get these statues that are being made of Tweety as a Slytherin rectified and <laughs> make him a Gryffindor. <laughs> 
I know. I'm going to write a letter. I need to speak to someone. Who do I talk to? Exactly. I don't know. I have no power here. I will just enjoy and be like, ah, yes. At least they've combined two of my favorite things. I could just be like, nice. There you go. You know what? I got it. A win is a win. <laughs> just we'll take it where we can get it. Exactly. Exactly. If you, Tessa, were enrolled in Acme Lou, what course or courses would you like to take as far as becoming your own tune? Ah, uh, that's so. Uh, you know, okay. This is this is funny. This is actually taking this back to Harry Potter. In oh. the sorting in the Pottermore sorting quiz, <laughs> there is a question that asks like which area of magic would you be most excited to learn about in Hogwarts? It's one of the um, questions for the test. And I choose every single time, every area of magic I can, because that's an option. And I'm like, well, duh. And then I was like, who wouldn't choose this? But people don't. People would have favorite subjects. So I'm going to pick the same freaking thing for this. I would want to learn every tune type of cartoon magic and mayhem and gags and jokes. And I want to learn everything. Like I'm going to, I'm going to overpack my schedule that I'm going to need a time turner in order to go to all these lessons. Cause I want to learn it all. Like what? I'm not going to take something. No, I want to learn everything. Um, but if you're talking about like my favorite sort of professor, it would definitely be Bugs Bunny because that is just like unreal. It's like being being in the same room as God himself. You know what? I'm not going to like take the God <laughs> class from God. No. Wow. I love that. And also it's very, you know, I love that you went for a mentor. Like Wiley yes. Coyote is a funny teacher to me because you're putting a guy who's like known for being explosive around a bunch of things that explode. I just think that's really funny. But like Bugs Bunny is a really good mentor and you went that route because you want to learn as you want to learn from the best and as many things as possible. So Please. that follows me into another question. Do you have okay. a current mentor or somebody that you look up to as far as career wise? And like, that's where you want to go? Oh, see, See, this, this hurts my heart a little bit because, you know, going back to 2020 when, you know, J.K. Rowling, the things that she said, I uh, when after that came out, it sort of in my brain, you're like, you cannot ever idolize anyone ever again. You will get hurt. You will get you can't meet your heroes. You can't like anything. <laughs> it's going to disappoint you. Um, but there is one. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is the uh, my favorite human in existence. And I don't think he would disappoint me. I I still think that he he's a he's a good one. There's there's not a lot of good ones left, but I think he's one of the good ones. So I, I he is just one one of the most talented, incredible, selfless, nice, kind, nerdy, amazing. And uh, I could go on and on and on. I love him to death. No, so, totally. Him. Well, my wife is a producer on this show and she absolutely adores Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think you and her would be really good friends. And I know. I was like, she sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say the podcast agrees. Lin-Manuel is someone who is putting out creativity in a positive way and changing the world and making you recontextualize history, if you will. Oh my gosh. Uh, incredible. Certain... What he does is incredible. It I, is incredible. I don't understand. That is your brain work. It's amazing. Tessa, I'm out of questions. Out of questions. <laughs> 
obviously, I'm so glad we got to make this happen. Tessa, where can people find you on the internet? Ah, oh my gosh, it has been such a joy to be here and to talk to you. And I'm so happy that our schedules aligned with the many trials and tribulations of the weather and different things. <laughs> um, so this, was, this has been just a joy. Just I, I loved talking to you and I'm so glad that we got to sit down and do this. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Tessa Netting everywhere on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on like just type in Tessa Netting and then see where that takes you because type it into Google and, and I don't know. Actually, I was like, ah, I've never, I haven't Googled myself in a while. I don't know what comes up. So hopefully good things. But yeah, if you're on a social media, type in Tessa Netting and if I'm on there, I'll, I'll show up. So it works. Well, ho- hopefully clips of Tiny Tunes are going to show up now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, please. No, seriously. Every anything that like people tag me in of like fan art or like I you don't understand. I'm a fangirl. I love that stuff. Please keep tagging me in like all the fan art, any like edits, anything. I want to see it all because I love it, because I get it. I understand. I'm one of you. <laughs> I I get I get it. <laughs> there, there's a lot of outpouring of, of fan art right now especially for the reinvigoration of tiny tunes but also we're now in the tune inktober that's what it's called tune inktober and loon inktober is what i'm promoting so everything that is looney tunes and fan art i am sharing on my stories so go over and check that out and if tessa is tagged she's also going to share it (laughs) oh my gosh yes what a great idea i love that that's awesome oh you guys you can follow that over on our instagram at this means podcast as well as our facebook and our Twitter is OFC. This means pod or X. Now it's a weird time and it's a weird name. (laughs) We're also. I don't see again. This is why you can't (laughs) idolize people. They might just like. I mean, I never idolized Elon Musk. Sorry, I'm sorry if that's offensive (laughs) to anyone, but like that that man's a little too much for me, and that that says something. You know, if you're a little too much for me, then. He might be too much for the world. That's why we're going to send him up to Mars, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think he's a supervillain, right? Can we say that? I don't know. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Elon, please, like, let let us let us live. Let us live. Okay. like I need I need Twitter to exist. How else am I supposed to look at my Taylor Swift update accounts? Okay. like where are we supposed to go? Like we need we need these things to run. Just leave it alone. Just let it go. Let it be. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love how this is my outro. Just this impassioned <laughs> speech against Elon Musk. This, this the, means I that I need to passion. stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> the passion is there. You can give it that. It's very sweetie coded. So I'll take it. <laughs> I also wanted to mention that we had an article come out in Cracked uh, that I am a contributor on alongside Jerry Beck and a lot of other uh, notable voice, voice actors and Looney Tunes historians, uh, such as Bob Bergen and Jeff Bergman. You can check that out over at crack.com. And as always, that's not all, folks. (laughs) I get it. That's smart. (laughs) That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, bro! Sorry, I should have warned you. I've been doing a lot of chest press. Ah, I stumped the question master.